Hi everyone, I'm Portia. And I'm Namsa. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland's STEM podcast. Hey Porsche. I'm all right, hey. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just over here. It's a nice sunny day today, which, you know, winter is coming. I know that that became a whole thing for the Game of Thrones era, but that has always been a thing in these, you know, outside cold countries. So yeah, every time the sun's out, you're a little bit like, this might be the last one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look at it. I've got to go be in it. I've got to feel it. So I need to save this. Yeah, I've just been watching the sun and also doing my pro con list about maybe getting a dog. I know. Oh, she's that's so, cute. so sweet. I know. I don't know. I'm scared, but also because you know, I just haven't had to take care of us a life other than my own. <laughs> <laughs> well, buckle but... up, mommy. I know, I know, I know. I've got to, I've got to, I want to think about it, but I like dogs. I like all my friends' dogs and they've been, you know, they just bring a lot of joy. You look into their little face and you're like, what am I complaining about? You know, Uh, for sure, for sure. If reincarnation is a thing, I would like to come back as a, as a well-loved pet because I do think that is the life. Oh, that's like, that's sweet. I think I'll come back as a tiger. Yeah. And hopefully. Hear me roar. That would be nice. I do think a lot, like if I came back, I'd love to come back as like a huge animal, an elephant, a whale, just something massive. Oh, yes, an elephant. Elephant is a top one because they're also matriarchal societies. I'd really like to experience how nurturing that might be as opposed to this lifetime. Um, We'll be the queens we deserve to be. be (laughs) (laughs) That's the hope, you know. And hopefully we do come back. And like... um, the the last the last ones we're about to talk about yeah i was i've actually been watching um i spoke about this last week but season 11 of grays and these uh it's around when amelia's about to well she's operating on gina davis's character dr herman mm-hmm. and stephanie's there and she's like that's when they were first like really teaming up and I just miss Stephanie, man. I just wish that yeah. they kept her on. She's so, like, Jerrica's such a fantastic actress and she was actually just a great character. But yeah, it made me think of this episode that we're recording today, which is about the lost ones of Shondaland, be it lost shows, lost characters. And then of course the lost to the show show which is Bridgerton, because we don't speak about Bridgerton, and we really yeah. should. Yeah, lost to the podcast. We really just have pretended as though it's not in the Shondaverse. Yeah, when we actually have watched, everybody, we did enjoy. So um, we'll speak about that a bit today. We're firstly going to speak a bit about the lost shows of Shondaland, and these are shows that either had one or two seasons and then just mm-hmm. disappeared, or they had a couple of episodes and then were not, you know, they didn't get to finish their run. So yeah, let's start with off the map full disclosure yes. no clue what this is <laughs> no. i've given you so many years to get on board to i catch know up, to find out what was going on because it was only one season it was it was one season right i'm not wrong about that i think it was only yeah it was only one season it was only one season and I think it was a timing thing or I don't know. You know how sometimes in the TV, like guys, like everybody's super into fantasy or right. there's a show taking up space. So, so you just miss the, the shows that are that could have potentially caught on but yeah. didn't. Because I didn't think it was that bad. But then again, you know, I'm an audience for anything. I'll be out there. You yes, know? you um, are. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to have that taken as a flaw. Okay, I am open. <laughs> Okay. No. (laughs) It's your best quality. One of your best. You You really give people and shows a chance. I do give them a chance because I know that it's a lot of people that worked on this and hoped it was good. Yeah. (laughs) So Uh. since my eyes have come across it, let me give you the time. The only things I can't stick with are sort of things that, that live forever. So SVU... Like those things that days about, I can't watch soapies because it has no end. But anyway, 
Off the map was Grey's Anatomy, but in the jungle. They were in a South American village. I don't know if they ever specify the country. And if they do, it's definitely fictional. I probably should have just researched this a little bit. But they are doing MacGyver medicine, okay? Yes, yes. Zip lines are involved, okay? (laughs) People are going on boats and getting stuck, okay? It's it's, it's Quinn Medicine Woman, but Grey's drama. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. As per the Grey's, like, foundational elements that exist in that sort of Shondaland medical show, the men are fine, okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> and we know them, okay? Shonda doesn't give up on her on her fine men. She finds a way to help them, no matter where in the verse they go. So Ben Warren was actually in this show. I don't, I don't even, I don't remember what his name was in the show, but Jason Washington George, who plays Bailey's husband, Ben Warren on Grey's, he was a doctor there as was Nathan Riggs, who has been very unceremoniously dismissed. Yes, he has disappeared. <laughs> this season played by Martin Henderson. Yeah, he really has disappeared. I'm very surprised that they were like, oh, season 18, we need new people. Let's bring back Owen's sister and let's disappear Nathan. Even though yeah. at some point he was Meredith's love interest. This was his long lost love. And Maggie was in left- love with him. Exactly. And he left the hospital to be with her. And she comes back and she's like, oh, yeah, no, the pandemic broke. Yeah, COVID. (laughs) Anyway, so, yes. And then there's a wonderful South American doctor who's there as well. A wild redhead doctor. She's sort of the Christina of the group. Right. Okay. Um, And Mamie Gummer is in it, who I know is Meryl Streep's daughter, which isn't the best thing. But if you're Meryl Streep's daughter, that's how you're going to be known. Yeah. (laughs) This is not on me, okay? Your mother was too legendary. It's like how Meredith is Ellis Gray's daughter. Of Um, course, yeah, yeah. So she was one of the doctors on the show. And one of the the sort of, uh, what would you call this? Fun facts or quirky little coincidences about this is that she went on to be on a TV show that was on the CW that was called Emily Owens MD that was essentially just a copycat of Grey's Grey's Anatomy, Grey's Anatomy, but for uh, CW type shows, you know, like One Tree Hill, OC vibes, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I remember you told me about this. Yes, and guess who else? So she was the main character. She was like the Meredith Grey. It's the same, honestly. Like, it's kind of funny that they did it. I don't know what they were playing at. Because she does voice over like Meredith. Right. Um, There's a chief. There's like a mean... It's literally, it was like when Friends became a show after living single and you were like yes. let me see you like copying all the people <laughs> like, we know what this like, is changing it up. anyway yes so it guess who else is in o- emily owens md <laughs> maggie pierce she's of one of course. the <laughs> so but it's interesting because she started off on diet shondaland and went to the real shondaland TV thing, and can you tell I spend a lot of time by myself? I mean, you know a lot about this. This is just something I happen I happen to know. And Emily Owens, MD, also had uh, Jason Hartley, the resident McDreamy. And I'm really proud of him because I always thought he'd only play like hot superhero nothingness, but he (gasps) is um, on This Is Us and is actually surprisingly profound and good at his job. It's funny. So, I I remember him from um what was that show with Alyssa Milano and Mistresses. Oh my! But exactly same same right. I guess yeah, that's sort of when he was switching he was kind into. Of, yeah, he was doing kind of like soapy vibey shows, and I also thought he was going to stain that sort of like I'm just hot looking sort of acting. And yeah. then when he did um, This Is Us, I was like, oh okay this is great this is great but yeah that was off the map and it it was exciting but part of the reason I think it didn't quite make it and only had one season other than what I think was going on in the general tv side guys is ironically even though it's like oh it's in the jungle so much can happen so much is unexpected I think there's not actually as much range 
as you would think there is, right? Right. Because there can't be that many different specialties, right? Doctors and patients. If you're like, we're in a remote village jungle setting, how much novelty can there be after a while? And you think, oh, it's limiting to be maybe just in Seattle, but in the city setting, in a hospital setting, so many specialties, so many things to treat. So you can just make up stuff and put it there, right? Whereas... If you make up stuff and try to put it in the jungle, it can be too fantastical sometimes. Yes. And maybe that's what yeah. you watch it for. But I think in the end, it was it, it was limiting in a way that you couldn't go that many places with. And even the doctors, right? Like when they had to leave, they, they couldn't just go to another floor and do whatever. Right. They could just meet new love interests, you know, next week. Yeah. It was, they were in this small space and they would leave. I remember one of the doctors was like, oh, I've got to get away. So she had to go home to America. She had to stay out of the show for She's a reasonable gone. amount of time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just a bit it's awkward. It's kind of like, but, um, yeah, it makes me think of like, if it, it's like lost, but Grey's Anatomy. And yes, it, yes. It's, it's, if, you'd have to go the real fantastical route that lost went for it to keep going because i mean otherwise it doesn't make sense with i mean where you're gonna get all the patients from or like Mm -hmm. you'd have to have many like strange illnesses and all of that yeah i Mm -hmm. i understand why it didn't um take up why the world was hard to make work what i will say though and this is you know i'm not without being cheeky or anything i it's sad for me that it didn't go because i actually do think that the core characters that were there it also had my man uh from friday night lights one of the the main actors the football players but anyway they were good they had great backstories they were well realized by the actors they had good chemistry with one another so it's just a it's it's a shame, but also kind of makes sense that I, makes because you sense. know what even if it did go on, I can't see it making it past three seasons without right. expanding its world without maybe including whatever the nearest city is and blah blah blah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I hear that, and uh, you know, <laughs> it makes me think of I'm going to skip to uh, still Starcrust because this was another show that. I didn't, I think I'd heard about Shonda maybe doing something like this, but mm-hmm. I never heard about it airing. Mm-hmm. And no wonder, because it only had seven episodes. So oh. it, it aired on ABC, but like, I think it was ABC. And then it was just seven episodes and it was basically like the pre-Bridgerton, Bridgerton, but it was based on Romeo and Juliet's family, the Capulets and the Montagues. And mm-hmm. basically Romeo and Juliet have died and this is now the aftermath for the families. And I guess it's the oh. epic feud of the families and dealing with all of their hatred that spurred on this big romance and then killed them, essentially. So I don't think we'd be able to even get it anyway because it was only seven episodes. So there wasn't like a full season run. But I guess it was like that pre cursor to what Bridgerton eventually became yeah so that's that the other show which actually lasted a bit longer but for me again when I say you give a show a chance Porsche you really gave the show a chance to catch (laughs) I did not like this I do I do want to say about still Starcross that I hope somebody still does this Um, do you think so in the well, I, because I think the premise is great. What was the aftermath of Romeo and Juliet dying? Right, Romeo and Juliet is this like story that's so stuck in you know that everybody knows, even people who don't know this stuff, you know, or care about right. Shakespeare. It's almost like a fairy tale, you know. It just exists in uh, in the ether, and I think the premise is great. Well, I I say that because I w- I like this sort of thing. Give me a period piece. When I was younger and I was like, oh, if I were an actress, I always thought, oh, I'd love to be in a period piece. But I I didn't think black people could be in period pieces. Right, of course, yeah. <laughs> because I'd yeah. never seen it in my life. And so it makes me very excited that that's what's happening everywhere now. I mean, I saw a trailer last week for Macbeth. A movie's coming out and Denzel is playing Macbeth. And what? Is, yeah, Denzel's going to be Macbeth. Francis McDormand is going to be Lady Macbeth. And I will be there for it. Okay. Oh, my word. That reminds me of, remember the movie O? With, oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was Julia Stiles and... 
what was the lead Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett. Um, yes, and the and but Othello was who was Othello in that in that film? Mackay Pfeiffer. I love Mackay Pfeiffer. I he know. was like the early two thousands. Like for me. Just, I loved watching him on screen. And for, I also just never had pictured any sort of Shakespearean thing with black people. Yeah. So to see Mackay Pfeiffer as O was like, oh, wow. Well, I mean, okay. Othello is the only one, like Shakespeare's book, that explicitly has a black person in it who is Othello. So, that's well, yes, he, but like, yeah, yeah. in the sense that, like, it doesn't. It doesn't compute. You, like, you do it doesn't have compute. to like, experience it and then be like, oh, this is happening. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, okay, we'll get back to this when we cover Bridgerton. And so, yes, so The Catch. So The Catch was a show about private investigation firm uh, that was yeah. ran by uh, Alice Vaughn. And I always forget this actress's name, and which I shouldn't because there's only a couple redheads, you know, who sort of show up right. here and there in Hollywood but her name is Muriel Enos and um, we meet her at the end of an engagement right mm-hmm. and the reason it's been engaged is because she's been scammed her fiance was a scammer her whole mission is to find him find out why he did what he did and how she could have been fooled when her literal job is <laughs> investigating <laughs> investigating people finding out what's going on which again is kind of a, a great kind of premise you know but it was kind of it was just a miss you know it was a big miss i can i honest my honest thing was i actually didn't find any of the the characters compelling yeah. i didn't find um you know alice vaughn's character compelling i didn't find her fiance compelling i also don't think i found them necessarily believable it always felt a bit like acting i i don't know what it was uh-huh it just didn't feel, and I think they didn't have the chemistry that, because mm-hmm. it, it had this whole ch- chase thing happening where, because eventually you see them see each other as well throughout the show. And she's still trying to catch him and all of that, but they see each other, but there was no chemistry. It wasn't, there wasn't that like longing thing that they were trying to do for, for me. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I didn't, I mean, when it got a second season, I was surprised. And um, I mean, Tiara Knight, also part of the Shondaland family, got was, you know, in the second season. And of course, mm-hmm. I love Shonda Rhimes for that. Um, also, the guy who plays Travis in Station 19. She will yeah. keep the people in the family in the family. Like you, once you're part of Shondaland and there's no bridges burnt, you will stay yeah. in Shondaland, which is quite cool. You will, you will be around. You'll be around. Or even if the shows won't be around. <laughs> no 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 not at all and somebody else who guest starred who i love and who i who is the only reason i ever watched suits is gina torres oh oh i love yeah. her she was in the catch for a while and she's married to Lawrence fishburne right i did not know that isn't isn't she i might be making I, that up i hope i'm not i hope you're I not because that I makes think me happy yes that's a hug <laughs> they got divorced in 2018 it looks like but they were married i wasn't oh that's no that. longer her husband <laughs> <laughs> that was her husband exactly oh, it's nice to see that. tr night and also your one of your favorites at the moment was in the show that guy who plays the oldest what's his name his name i believe is alan ruck he plays the oldest son in succession who wants to be president oh, even though oh my word connor <laughs> I know. Okay, we're talk about fantastical. I know we're definitely digressing and going into many different places. Yeah, that it just it didn't it didn't really go anywhere. Even though I actually really really like one of the main actors. I think he was the one who was the scammer. He may have been like the nicer love interest that the that she didn't want to get into. Peter Krause. He was in Parenthood and yes. uh, Dirty Sexy Money. He was Bunny. the fiancé, ex-fiancé. Yeah, yeah, he was the ex-fiancé who scammed her. I, 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 I was obsessed with Parenthood. I, I'm one of those people who will be watching, you know, those brothers and sisters, Parenthood, This Is yes. Us, those things that yes. are just about, like, come and cry. I'm there. Anyway, I think we'll just leave that there. It was a, it was a good attempt at a show. It, it didn't go, it didn't work out. <laughs> 
Dengover really, yeah, and I think even season two was cut short, right? It did. It so, wasn't yeah. a full season, so yeah, yeah. I mean, another show that was cut short, and honestly, for me, cut short too soon because I actually really loved the show. I mean, we we enjoyed the show. Was mm. for the people. I I really liked this because it was a legal drama, but it was upbeat. So it it wasn't like how to get away with murder, quite dark and twisty, which we mm. love. But like this was a an up beat uplifting mm-hmm. legal show about these students who well yeah they newly minted lawyers and they basically becoming district attorneys or pub- public uh, prosecutors and public defenders in the south district of new york which they say is like the most challenging courts to train in and to argue in mm-hmm. and i just really liked i loved the characters i liked the Me flow too. of the show i thought it was light I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It was light but serious. Yeah, um, when it needed to be, I yeah, I I I, I couldn't agree more. I we both really liked uh, Kate Littlejohn. I loved her. I know she's she's sort of the um I was gonna say the Bonnie, but that's not what it is. Who is she? I'm trying to find her equivalent in the universe right now. Uh, you she's know actually she like Christina. To she's me. no well yes don't disagree, but she's more like. Charlotte King from Private Practice. Right. That's who I was thinking about. Yes. It's also where we meet our Bridgerton lead, Roger Jean Page. Yes, the Duke. So again, the Shondaverse doesn't forget its people. It brought him over to Bridgerton. Although it really part doesn't. of me feels like he might be um it might be the end of him in the Shondaverse because he's he's leaving Bridgerton at its height. Yeah, it sounds Okay. There's something this going on. Neither of us Rumerville. have been to it. In a... Yeah, Rumerville. He, this... he might he might have burnt the bridges. Yeah, he, it sounds like he made the Bridgertons. <laughs> stop it! Please stop it! Oh my gosh, we are so silly today. We're really up in the air. I know. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Sometimes not again. But anyhow, um, he plays a very and again, I so far everything that I've ever seen him in. He plays kind of the same guy, which is a slightly douchey hot man. Yes, you know? yeah. Um, who's like super good at his job, considers himself pretty fancy, know, knows he's a great catch, uh, except when he's being self-deprecating and telling us that he's a rake. Yes. <laughs> yes. I can't say and, it with a straight face. And he's like coming from this like powerful family in both both of the shows actually yeah yeah in both um, of the shows. yeah I actually I liked him I liked his little thing with Kate uh mm-hmm. and I thought it they was, had good chemistry they they had great chemistry um I really also liked Seth who was like this like really try hard guy and he was in love with Sandra Bell's or Sandra's roommate Car- yeah I really enjoyed him and of course I we I mean the lead Sandra Bell she was like a nice Alex because she had that like screwed up family, but she came out nice. So yes, and yeah. The I liked one... her. There was something a bit like do gooder for me that I was like, Ugh. but in general, I liked her. No, yeah, no, she was good in general. I also liked the the public defender who I believe his character was Latino. Um, his name was Jay, and he yes. was really sweet. He was just a nice go getter. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of pro- crossover, Ben Shankman plays Roger Gunn, who is the main, he's the prosecutor. Yes. And I know him most from being the husband of the patient that Derek lost, the woman who had the brain issue that sent him on a downward spiral. Because that was probably one of the last few episodes that was classic Grey's, where there was one patient around for like three episodes. You know yeah. what I mean? And so that was great. And then the court clerk in For the People is one of my favorites. Uh, she's played by Anna Divya Smith. It's kind of hard to... She's one of those actresses where you see her face and you're like, oh, yeah, no, I've seen this woman in so many, so many things. She right. was in the West Wing for a long time. Also on Nurse Jackie, which I never actually fully watched, but I've heard is a really great show. And way back in the day was in the practice as a lawyer. She played DA Kate Bert- Brunner, I think was her name. And I really loved her in that. And she's also just a great actress who's done a lot of activist plays and one woman shows. Like she's really just great. So 
I'll say her name again, Anna Devia Smith, for anybody who's interested in looking up her work. She was the lady mm. at the court who was constantly giving Sandra advice. The black woman. Yeah. I remember the person. I don't see, I can't see her face right now. Oh, okay. Do you... But I remember everything that you're talking about in like, there was a, per- and she would like, let Sandra get a file or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember all of that. I can't see her face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know, it happens. She's um, a lost one. She is. <laughs> but she's not lost to the Shondaverse. She's just a great actor. I would be surprised if she was in an episode of Grey's at some point. But yeah, For the People was good. And honestly, I was surprised. I didn't think it would get cancelled. I Same. thought it was coming back and then it was like, whoops, there we go, no more. Same. I, I was also surprised. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, speaking of lost characters, this Anna Divya Smith made me think of some of the lost characters in Grey's Anatomy, who um, we already mm-hmm. spoke about um, Nathan Riggs, who was basically just disappeared. But there's like other characters who somehow weren't even written off in that they didn't even get a goodbye. Like Nico. What has happened to Nico? This is, says, this is the most recent lost one. And yeah. as far as we know, he didn't quit. We're three episodes in. Nobody's spoken about him. Did Glasses yeah. break up with him? Not not in season not. 17. In season 17, they had downgraded their relationship, right? They were sort of just using each other for company. But No, but they... No, they wait, didn't he make a gesture. romantic gesture and became boyfriend? Yes. This is very yes. confusing. Okay, so it's... we don't know where Nico is. Nico is lost in the sauce and he's number one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and you know it's funny because I don't even like him. Me, I mean, but I miss him. I, it's not even that I don't like him. I don't know him. He's sort of true. on and off. Um, That's he's true. generally kind of lost in the sauce. And then the nurses, so Nurse Eli and Nurse Rose. Once they had served their purpose, I know Nurse Rose. Although she'd become toxic, had she? Yeah, she was. She cut Derek during an operation. After he <gasps> broke up with her. Oh, yes, that's also true. And then she was like, oh, I cannot be working with you anymore. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> yeah. But they, what they did to Nurse Eli wasn't fair because they just disappeared him and made space for Ben Warren. Which did. I'm not mad at. But, but at I the mean, same time, just there was no There was no explanation. Yeah. Same, well, I guess this one made sense because, I mean, Mark had died. It was Julia, his mm. ophthalmologist um, girlfriend. Yes. And which, like, Callie and Arizona were telling to him to go steady with. I really liked her. And she just, like, disappeared. Which, Did she, I guess, made sense. She worked in the hospital, right? No, she worked in she a different did, she hospital. Worked in, that's what I thought. I was going to say she worked in... So it's okay that she's not really well. Because he yeah, had brought yeah. her in and, and that's fine. Then we have Murphy who just got... Who got disappeared twice. Yes! In the same, <laughs> in the, in the same season, okay? I the, When she came back, I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then she left again. And no I one know. said a peep about it. Very yeah. strange. Yeah, she came back to Sioux, Arizona. And very strange. It just sort of stopped right there. Very, very yeah. strange. You know, else was these also kind of recent were Dr. Cardry and Dr. Casey Parker. I think it was like around season 16 uh-huh. where they were like really prominent. Um, they had yes. like stories. I mean, we had the whole story of Dr. Casey. The act, the the actor who actually plays him is also transgender, and the story in Grey's Anatomy was about him being a transgender doctor who was formerly in the army and he was connecting with Owen, and then he just disappeared. Yeah, and yeah. I really liked him. He was actually my favorite intern. And same with Dr. Kadri. She was very interesting. There was just so much. I, I don't know, because this was also pre-COVID confusion. I mean, as we know, yeah. season 16 and 17 were kind of all over the place. It doesn't... I was very surprised that the interns who were kept on were helm and glasses, right? Same. Early on. Well, mostly because... They weren't given that much story. Helm's yes. story is still that she's obsessed with Meredith Grey. It's not... Yeah. I, I don't know anything about Helm. Where's she from? Same. What's her actual Same. first name? You know? I have let no me know. idea. This is what I'm saying. 
Um, but Kadri and Casey had been given some like meat, you know, and same yes. with the mother daughter pair that was going to go somewhere. Then they focused on the I... mother, sent her away with ja- with uh, Avery. And now her daughter just sort of like runs around being eager, but has no juice. You know, yes. I loved the mother. I know she was great. So I don't know. This is I we yeah. These were some of the ones who got disappeared, and it doesn't make sense. And of of course, then the ones who just like left unceremoniously. We spoke about Stephanie, but Shame. also Stephanie uh, was really done dirty. It's oh, sad, especially girl. especially <laughs> if she got fired because of Polaroids that Ellen Pompeo didn't. Like. <laughs> I heard that because that means that on the screen and in real life they did her dirty. You know? They did her dirty. It was some, there was like a fire thing. No, it just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, remember how they got rid of Minnick because we said get rid of Minnick and then no, they did. Yeah. yeah, they did. We're like, we don't like her. We don't want this woman running the resident program. Please take her away. And she went away. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. of course, um, there was Han who just, bye. It was just a bye. Oh my gosh. They literally had her walk into the distance, into the dark. Yeah. And never to be seen. And never to be seen again. Yeah. And then um, Sam Bello, who was DeLuca's love. Um, but, I mean, that one made sense yeah. in that she had got this opportunity to star in Ros- Roswell. Um, mm. I think it's on the CW. And so she and was, it was like a going. reboot. So yeah, they've got another season. So oh, I was wow. like, good, yeah. good choice. I've never seen it. Aliens are not my, my vibe. I think I when I watch, I'm like, yeah, give me ghosts over aliens. I don't know why. But I'm more uh, likely to watch ghost stuff than I am to watch alien stuff. I, you know what? I was obsessed with, not obsessed. I really loved Roswell when I was Oh, the there. original. The original. Yeah, I really liked yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. Do you know that but I haven't seen charm. the reboot. Yeah, I can't do it. I've, no, I've not no, heard No, no, because it looks like it's children on there. And I yeah. remember it with women. There's also a new Party of Five. Did you ever watch Party of Five? What? There's a new Party of Five? Are they going to read yeah. Felicity? Is Dawson's I Creek coming Felicity. back? Is no. <laughs> oh my goodness, we are so off track. You know what it is? All the planets came off retrograde recently. So everybody, I, I'm just up in the... <laughs> oh we just have to put in the list that this is the crazy episodes or something and just be like, listen. Listen. <laughs> we were where we were. Yes, you know what else? Just one more, one more, yeah. and then we'll come back. Is there's a new um? I know what you did last summer. Remember that oh whole series? Is it a new movie or it's a series? It's a series now. How can you have a series for? I, I know what you did. No, I'm not looking into it. Don't even tell me. I won't. Go- I won't look it up. I want to know. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe so, yeah. And then what they did was they used. Actually, you know what? Speaking of Sam Bello, Dr. Sam Bello, who, uh, yeah, who came in as DeLuca's girlfriend, but she was like a level below him. Her storyline was that she was undocumented and getting deported back to El Salvador. Yes. One of the things, the reasons I think they actually had, uh, now that I, it, it's sort of coming to me now in this moment, that they sort of had to cut down the intern class is they were doing that thing where they were trying to give us all the diversity lessons yes, again because if you that. think about it kadri was used she was a hijabi doctor right yes um, i mean she wore the hijab and so she was like the token i guess muslim doctor yes. then casey was there to tell us all about being transgender and then that was over and then they deported sam so yes. they were really giving us the hits of what was good and i do think this was like was this not like 2017 ish 2016 post trumpy era it was it yeah. was so i think it was one of those things and then they realized okay we can't spend the whole every episode you know um giving a social justice like story. fighting yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway and that's just something that i realized now that maybe they were like you know what let's bring it back down to one white man and one white woman <laughs> just yeah <laughs> I'm just sleeping in these streets. Yeah, one yeah. who's gay, one who's lesbian. That's what yeah. cover the bases. <laughs> you know that Grey's Anatomy is never going to hire us to do anything now, right? Like, uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, yeah, so those were some of the lost characters. I'm sure there's others, but these are the ones that like really came to mind. I, I miss Stephanie. That's all I can say. Justice for Nathan and Stephanie. Oh, and of course, my favorites, Brooks. Do you remember when they killed off Brooks? Heather, Brooks, Mouse? 
<gasps> yes, that was very, very sad. I was that devastated. Was very, very sad. And um, to think that it was like that Shane was involved, it made me hate him more. But yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Uh, don't, okay, you know what? Those are some very traumatizing days. Those. Because yeah, that was in the shooting, were. right? And no, it was there was a some storm and then the power went out and then oh and he didn't want to do his job and yeah he was jealous executed and then she died oh yeah that was awful they should not but heather brooks technically wasn't lost she was killed off she was but it was unceremoniously okay it was unceremoniously it wasn't okay i'm not i'm not i don't approve of it i don't like it last part i guess is bridgerton we've got to talk about it Mm because this is a really it's one of the biggest netflix shows ever Mm -hmm. and it was actually just fun it was period but fun it didn't follow any of the rules whether it was you know exactly the time period of in like the costumes they weren't exact for the time period they were casting i guess doing the chandeland colorblind colorblind casting which was Mm -hmm. fantastic the music of course they were using quite modern songs and then you know making them orchestral it was just out of the box of what a period drama is and i guess it's one of the reasons why I think it was one of the biggest shows last year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm still on the fence about whether... I think I hate-watched it a little bit more than I... Oh, really? Uh, yeah, more than I was watching and loving it. I mean, look, it was well done. It was compelling. I definitely wanted to get to the next episode. And I absolutely adore who uh, Lady Whistledown, yes. the actress, uh, because she is in a show called Dairy Girls, which I believe is on Netflix. It's an Irish show about these... Irish teenage girls at their Catholic school and it is so funny Nomsa it's yes. just amazing I can't I actually should watch it again now that I think about it I'm not sure that I even finished no I did I've watched it a couple of times it's just so hilarious so when I saw her I was like oh my god you're making it yes you're you're kind of a standout in Dairy Girls anyway be on this Bridgerton show but at the same time it was kind of weird to me that the take was completely it's completely unfeminist. <laughs> like, right? Like even, not even Jane Austen level of unfeminist, which isn't unfeminist. Jane Austen is actually quite, considering the constraints of the time, you know what I mean? Right. Gives a lot of agency to the female characters they're centered in important ways. He whistled down is, and it's she's gossipy, and it's completely juicy and delightful. Don't get me wrong. It's an enjoyable experience. But the main story, I, I was I just kept watching it being like, no, are we are we doing this? <laughs> is this the story? Are we just acting like this man is intoxic as hell? <laughs> are we pretending that it is comfortable to have sex on stairs? We're just like making it. You know, and I know that it's based on books and maybe the scene is in the book. I haven't personally read the books, but they're like having sex in the rain on concrete. You know what I mean? And they're, like, uh... making these fantastical romance things. You know, it's giving you Mills and Boons like covers, yes. you know? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Which, if you buy into the world, excellent. I'm also there. I'm like, clap. This is exactly what you need. Suspend all sort of like critical eyes. But sometimes it was hard for me because I just, I just wanted for a sweet protagonist to just get it together. And also, right. him, even the, even the man, he really was so annoying to me at you know, different points. But you know, I'll just you. finish it off and say, I know that that's the point. You know what I mean? That is the point. That's the exact point. So I'm saying this Mm. also just to be extra. No, I hear you. I actually didn't think about it being unfeminist because I watched it in... This is the time period. This is where they basically sell off their daughters Mm. Mm -hmm. into a rich family so that you can sort of get rid of them and not have the burden of looking after them anymore. And the whole point was that, and to have your sons pick the perfect bride. And mm-hmm. that was the the era. So I completely yeah. got that. And I just was sucked into that sort of era and not watching it, I guess, in the viewpoints of post-feminist um, world. Mm-hmm. Although we never, I don't think we'll ever be in a post-feminist world, but in the sense that like, I didn't watch it, thinking of 2021 so I hear you and I also think it's probably because of the way the books were written and yeah. it's not at all about that and I think probably the only sort of feminist hero so to speak with quotation marks 
is Lady Whistledown because she's like writing all of these mm-hmm. stories and she gets to have a voice and and that's what they're talking about. And then you do have Eloise who does question the society and she doesn't want to that's just true. be in it, it's actually there's a quote that she she she's speaking to I don't remember the exact quote, but she's speaking to her brothers and she says to them how nice it is for you guys to just be able to dream and to to Mm -hmm. think about a you know have a vision for your future because she can't do that because she has to be focused on getting married finding a husband because that's where her worth is so they I did find there were questions in some of the they were asking some of the questions but I think the whole point also is like it's like squid game in a sense that like they're presenting the story and you get to ask the questions more than the show presenting yeah you're absolutely right. My take when I was being sort of critical and irony is absolutely a bad faith take. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, like I'm, I know I'm having a take that's unnecessary and unfair because Bridgerton understood the assignment and delivered. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not at all questioning that. But it was just really sometimes, I guess, because you're a product of your times. Like for me watching it, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> but, but only as it relates and course- to um, the main couple of the show. And then the only other bit that I was like, I kind of can't take this was um, when, what is his name? The Duke and his, is it mother-in-law or aunt? His aunt. His godmother. The Duke, yeah, his godmother. The Duke and his godmother are having the discussion and she's basically like, look how we advanced black people by marrying into white families type thing. Oh, right. And that was sort of the... The, the path to and I mean look that is undeniably a part of history trying mm-hmm. to have adjacency to the dominant culture but it, it like bringing it in like that felt very I really had like a uh, feeling in my chest because up until that point I had sort of watched it as like okay this is race blind casting this is just fun this is about class more obviously yes. race is always a factor but I kind of in my mind I was like they've erased that from the narrative yes. and we're just yes. focused on social climbing here and who is of good blood and whatnot in terms of their family and then they sort of brought that in there and I was like well if you're not going to complete the 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 course or give and then they stopped like it was like three minutes and then it was over and I was like this is weird and I think a couple people wrote articles about it I do think that 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 for me definitely was weird because I I watched it in the same way and like oh they're not even going to speak about it like it's not even a part of the show and then they then she said and I was like oh wait so it is a kind of part of the show but it's like Mm -hmm. that's a weird conversation to have because but again perhaps no I'm here I am busy defending Bridgerton I ain't got no money in this (laughs) (laughs) no the thing but that's the thing it's not to defend all I'm saying is if I put my little critical eyes on you know and I'm being a pseudo feminist critic (laughs) I'm being like a critic from that angle and again I'm not doing it that seriously because ultimately this is entertainment like it doesn't exist as a tool for the actual betterment of society you know and it's clearly deeply fictional deeply dramatic it's for that like that's its purpose is to titillate and to tantalize yeah so yeah if i'm doing that thing then here are the little things i have to say does it matter not really no i mean look for me to your point i watched it for the entertainment of it and to see like what's the first and Mm -hmm. i think then putting that in was actually a bit weird because of what you're saying we're doing this whole dance of entertainment so Mm -hmm. When we put it like that, that discussion was weird because we didn't, we didn't make it relevant to what is actually the discussion is like that adjacency to the dominant culture. And Mm -hmm. why is that? There was no questioning of that sort of line, so to speak. I put that in inverted commas. There was no question of, do we have to be doing that? Or is that, you know, there was nothing there. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. I agree. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the only weird thing. There was that weird scene with Daphne and Simon when she realizes that he is um, lying about Mm -hmm. that he can't have children. Oh, I didn't (sighs) like it. But then I also read that it was actually in the book. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, this book be weird, man. Like, there's just so much. I think maybe this 
the genre in and of itself is a bit problematic because women in those genres are sort of sex puppets mm-hmm. you know they kind of do whatever and all of the sex is so orgasmic and blah 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 and like it's completely unrealistic but it is I guess entertainment I do find the that part of the genre quite weird and in mm-hmm. that specific specific part of the book I don't know why that's there it's just that I didn't like it. Yeah, it was certainly uncomfortable to watch. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I'll say that much. And as much as I'm saying, you know, you can watch it and suspend your criticism. And the thing is, the way that the show works is that it sort of moves at a pace fast enough. And it's also, I think, as in enough is going on that mm-hmm. if you're a Black person who's like, yo, these period pieces kind of stress me out because... Here they are putting all these black people when we know that around this time, you know, <laughs> it was not hip. It was not possible. What they were actually doing, you know, to yeah. the blacks of the world was not, you know, whatever. But it does enough, keeps it interesting enough that you you don't have to feel that all the time. Be like, this is awkward. This is unrealistic. And it was annoying to me that the attempt to address it felt very lacking, let's say. Yes, you know what I mean? That's what and, it is. And then yeah. also when I consider the context of, the, as you're saying, it's one of the biggest shows on Netflix, you know, is it actually then even more imperative that these things are addressed properly? I don't right. have the answer. Um, uh, yeah, so there was that angle and then what you're talking about now, which is what I was saying, the sort of dynamics of these people the yeah uh, it's just everything was weird (laughs) look the main yeah that main romance i think was basically toxic and (laughs) favorite word of the pod people are going to cancel us you know how people are tired of hearing about toxicity but it was it was unhealthy until mm -hmm. they actually were honest and you know Mm. it was it was unhealthy until they dealt with their mm. stuff and they actually spoke and had conversations and mm. then I, I'm sh- I guess the whole story is that then they lived happily ever after mm. which I mean it is what it is but yeah I guess it, we'll see we'll see what the next season brings they've I think her name's Kate Sharma who's mm. going to be or rather the, the act the, the character's name is Kate Sharma and she's going to be the love interest for Anthony who's the eldest son oh I'm, nice oh yes to yes, be getting yes, married yes. so um that's the next part of the series i guess and then we'll just keep going until all the siblings mm-hmm. i suppose are married off or mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know one thing i did love was julie andrews voicing um lady, lady Whistledown. Whistledown. yes i just think she is perfect for the role Ju- julie um, andrews is you know that it's tragic she lost her voice right Oh, yes, and she couldn't sing. And she can't sing anymore, which is so sad yeah. because she's, you know, the sound of music lady. But yeah. so I'm really glad that she gets to be, uh, she gets to do this now. I will say that one of my favorite characters is the queen. She's oh, just, yes. I mean, she's unhinged and I love it. I love to see it. <laughs> I love everything about it, you know, because that's my dream. Sometimes when I'm being extremely cynical, about like whether we can resolve injustice um, on the racial side. I'm like, look, if we can't get to like a good place for everybody, I hope that we can at least win even on the bad sides. You know, I would like to right. see a top, a top black lady scammer. You know what I'm saying? Right. On the level of Elizabeth Holmes, Holmes. You know what I mean? Just defraud everybody. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> and I am a black lady dictator. Okay, obviously I'm joking about these things. <laughs> I do not want more evil. It's only when I'm in my most cynical mind. But I hope the queen gets more screen time with her dogs and her drama. Um, Oh, yes. Yeah. And so are they just doing away with the Duke and his woman? Or is she still going to be around? So Daphne will still be around, but she'll have um, her her role's been quite reduced because the plan wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So so she's going to be on a lot less. And I guess just there to like support a family. And I actually really loved um, the Mrs. Bridgerton, the the the, the mother, the, the matriarch oh, of yeah? the family. I really oh, liked yeah. her. Oh, she, she triggers me. Um, I like her. I think she's, I like her. Okay. And she gave okay, like no problem. really no, sweet advice <laughs> to Daphne. <laughs> Can we save one of the kids? I'm not against you. You can <laughs> tell me. <laughs> oh that's funny i'm just kidding yeah well i hope we get a chance since 
it's about Anthony getting married. Maybe we'll get a chance to see a couple that navigates their relationship and is more honest with each other from the get-go and there's not as much heightened manipulation and drama as with Daphne and the Duke because they were just endlessly... He was endlessly frustrating in his uh, push and pull, his hot and cold, and she was frustrating in her sort of self-victimization, you know? Sort of like... Right. She would make the choice and then, like, be like, it's everybody else's fault that this is going For me. <laughs> not according to plan. <laughs> But yeah, right. it makes good television. Again, like as I, as soon as I say my criticisms, I get this feeling come over me. But you know that was the point, you know. <laughs> and which means it's doing a good job because you know it's getting us going and we're all conflicted. So shout out to the folks at Bridgerton ultimately for making entertainment. Yeah, I will I say think it was very entertaining. One counterpart, and this is very; these are very very different because. Bridgerton is pure fiction. It's based on the on the Regency era, but everybody's made up. So The Great was a show on Amazon Prime that had Elle Fanning and yes. Nicholas Holt. And Elle Fanning played a sort of fictionalized version of Catherine the Great, who ruled Russia for... She's the longest ru- ruling, I think, female monarch until Queen Elizabeth, maybe? Look at me giving you bad history, folks. Just <laughs> know that she was a queen for a long, long time. Uh, and she was originally German. And it is brilliant. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's period. Uh, it, it does actually k- kind of have race blind casting as well in it. Um, and I would highly recommend it to everyone. And to me, that I didn't have any moments of like, oh, God, you know what I'm wa- when I was watching it. And it's also kind of set in the uh, near to that same time i don't know all my exact dates for all of you know european history right right yeah yeah well shout out to bridgerton i i think it was like not pretending to be clever shows it's just there for the good times and it's not taking itself too seriously, which I really, yeah, it's not a serious show. So I really appreciate that. You're just like really being entertained. Um, mm-hmm. And I actually really enjoyed the music. I know it wasn't correct in terms of the time period, but I really enjoyed it. So there's that. But well, yeah, yeah, that was um, fun. I mean, it was mixing up a lot. I love the music and it's always nice to get a sort of instrumental rendition of these of these songs. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's that. We've spoken a lot about um, a lo- lot of the lost ones. We're sorry you didn't make it. And of course, the one that has made it is Bridgerton. And so we're looking forward to season two, mm-hmm. which is coming out like late next year. We see you and we'll be watching. Shall we close? Yeah, I think we should. I am late okay. for work. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> we'll close with the quotes from Daphne Bridgerton and I think it will you know sum up all the, what how we feel about these shows mm-hmm. just because something is not perfect doesn't make it any less worthy of love yes wonderful that applies to you Nomsa you're not perfect but you're deeply worthy of love. Ah! Okay. <laughs> <sighs> JK JK love you lot JK bye bye If you want to support the show and help other people find us, please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at AssumeItWillBeBrilliantPod. And if you have any queries, questions or comments, please email us at AssumeItWillBeBrilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant.